I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. On a scale from 1 to 10, how embarrassed would you be if the serial killer who killed you looked exactly like Andy Kaufman's alter ego, Tony Clifton? (laughs) 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 Oh, Ah, Jesus Christ, I'm going to fucking kill you, Tony Clifton. Oh, my God. So scale from 1 to 10. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 10 i'm i would be i mean oh my god i mean okay would he have the garb on like would he have the the glasses yes, and, yeah. the, and the drink in his hand yeah. okay fake, yeah. fake uh then fake i wouldn't be mad at all tony clifton trying to get close to a photographer <laughs> who took his picture purely by mistake by by chance tony uh tony negative clifton. one that's how angry right. i would be I'd give it a five. <laughs> I don't know who who this person. You don't know who Tony from. Clifton is. Good. I don't know. No. Andy Kaufman. Oh, Kyle. Man on the Moon. You got to watch Man, Man on, on the Moon. I've seen Man on the Moon. It's been years though. Yes. Oh, anyway, welcome <laughs> to Spooky Time Presents. Oh wait, Jarrett, you have to say it. Oh hi, welcome to Spooky Time Presents. That's much better. <laughs> it's me, Jarrett, hey. saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, welcome to another fun fly-in uncle uh, or Italian man pursuing uh, episode of (laughs) Spooky Time Presents. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Miller, and I'm a bad widow boy. Who's joining me here today on this uh, fun fly-in episode where we discuss 1980s maniac? Uh, I'm Cammy, and approximately 20% of me is a giallo film. But it's only the last half. <laughs> Say a xylophone? Yes. Do, 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 do. That's a xylophone. We all made different noises. <laughs> I don't know what a xylophone is, guys. I'm not a musician. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, my name is Kyle, and if beauty's a sin, lock me up. <laughs> <laughs> beauty's a crime. That's the one I should have said. Oh, beauty's they're going to take you away from me, beautiful Kyle. They're going to take you away. Not if I, I don't want it. that. You gotta stop going out, Jared. Uh, I worry about you when you go out like that. I worry. You, I worry myself. The only thing that's keeping me in this house right now is the screw uh, in my head from the wig that's on my face. Um, <laughs> it's a thumbtack. It's not why, a fancy. Then why would he screw, screw it in? It's like too small to be a snitch's hat, but it's too big to be like a growth. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> I have one right here. Pop. Oh wow. <laughs> I think every 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 boy should have a snitch's hat at one point or Let another. Let him know his place in the hierarchy of the family. And really, really randle your... Okay, before we get started here, has anyone ever noticed that Mo Sislak and Randall from Recess are literally yes. the same person? <laughs> yes, <I am. laughs> and they're one... 
I, 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 they're very snitchy. I don't know if Mo, Mo's not as much of a snitch, but Randall is a little fucking narc, and I would love to break that kid's legs with a fucking bat. A cartoon I haven't seen it. Randall in years, so all I can picture, I know basically what he looks like, but I can't get his face. So all I'm picturing now is just Mo, Mo's face on that. That's it. Like that. That's with, Mo with brown hair, and he's a child. Yeah. Like that's. Yes, it's like young Mo, and he's got the hump and everything. Yeah. He's no kid gorgeous. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. And kid presentable, than kid Mo. <laughs> <laughs> kid Mrs. Mrs. Finster, or Mrs. Crane. I can't remember her fucking name. Yeah. She was like his like. Mo- she like was like her, mommy her, matrix her little, or like, Yes. Would it be? Uh, would it make his character better if watch you found Recess, out... guys. It's on Disney. Wait, say that again. Would Kyle? it make his character more likable or relatable? He found out his mother died, and so he now replaced his dead mother with this surrogate teacher mother. So he, he oh, has wow. to please her. Oh Jesus wow! Christ. That was in the well. It's a lot Recess, better the than, later years. than mannequins <laughs> in his apartment. Oh, those mannequins! You know, sometimes they come oh, to life. Oh my goodness. I wonder how hard it is to get a mannequin these days. But like we said previously, today we are talking about the 1980 film uh, called Maniac. Maniac. You can lock your doors. But you can't lock the madman out of your mind. A psychological slasher directed by William Lustig. How do you say Am I saying that right? Lustig? Lustig? Lustig. 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 That's not Italian at all. That's more German or possibly Polish. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe this movie was... I feel... I honestly, in my heart of hearts, I feel like this movie was anti-Italian. Why do you think it was anti-Italian? Because the bad guy's Italian. Just because they didn't serve pizza? He produced pizza? the movie. Yes, he produced the movie, but that doesn't... Okay, you're going to tell me that just because... Okay. An Italian uh, guy in New York. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Racist. Uh, a movie that didn't go so well. Like, what? okay, let's just say just because... What's that fellow's name in Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Uh, Jesse. Yes, just be... The, the guy that played Jesse, Mark... I can't remember his last name because I suck. Um... If he had Mark K, me, (laughs) Um, if uh, if he had known about the subtext and all the other things like ahead of time at the time, I don't think he would have done the movie. And it's just like, for all we know, this guy, he could have seen it in theaters and be like, holy shit, this movie's awful to Italians. They think we're all a bunch of crazy mommy boys, which is very that that is a Italian thing right there, though. As the Sopranos mm. have taught us, loving your mother's Italian. They got mommy issues. No, no, I didn't think about that. I don't really think that has much to do with the his his lineage. I just <laughs> well, I know <laughs> like they the, go to... his being Italian. I don't I don't think, but that is a funny way to look at it because yeah, Italian guys are a lot of the time super attached. To he makes us the best pasta. Guess Losers. it depends on what kind of Italian mother you are. <laughs> yeah, are That's you Martin Scorsese's fault. mom? Because she was great. She yeah yes you're right. She was a lovely woman. She gave me a pie one time. Wow. Oh, she a meat me a pie one day. Yeah. Yeah. What kind amazing. of what other kind of pie is there? She said, Kyle, you're so skinny. You gotta eat more. <laughs> oh, Mrs. S. <laughs> Uh, she was the best grandma ever. Settle down with a nice girl. <laughs> I settle down with a nice girl every night. Next week, we're going to talk about Psychos and Mad Men, and we're going to talk about uh, Goodfellas. 
great. I can't wait. I've never seen I'm Goodfellas. just kidding. Okay, You've never seen uh, Goodfellas? No. Nice Fellows? You've never seen that movie? Okay, guys, no. 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 Oh, my God. It's so good. You Kyle. It's I, not, where's, I'm where's not a it huge at? fan I've of like gangster movies, but that one is fantastic. It's that fantastic. and Casino are like primo. You know, I've never that seen might Casino. Be, <laughs> is you've never seen Casino? No. Oh, man. It's on, uh, it's on Hulu. So that's my lock of the week. Don't watch Maniac. Go and watch Casino and Goodfellas and tell me tell me which version of Joe Pesci being a crazy motherfucker do you enjoy more? Uh, so spooky sweet. time with K and J at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, subject line, Pesci Palooza. All righty. Uh-huh. That should be the next one. So month. let's get right into this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to just uh, rattle off a quick little uh plot synopsis here for this film before we get right on into it we come across our main character frank zito who clearly has some issues um he is pretty much every time we see him in the first third of this film he's he's either he's killing somebody or getting ready to kill somebody and he just has like zero it's it's very reminiscent of Henry portrait of a serial killer in that regard where they're like, I can kill whoever the fuck I want when I want. So yeah, I almost feel like the beginning, the first half of this movie is almost plotless because it's just like Frank walking around. Boop, 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 Oh, I found a quarter. And then it's just like, Oh, now I'm going to stab this girl to death. Like with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, then he go, he just kind of goes about a killing spree. Uh, that is clearly the papers have dubbed uh, a maniac is on the loose, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys think that's where they got the name for the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, they got it. <laughs> oh, they had to. This movie? <laughs> yeah, he was related to the newspapers. Oh, probably. Wow. Yeah, they probably based it. <laughs> oh my god! That's one of my fun facts. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> they get the title maniac from the newspapers in the film that call him a maniac. They're, they're going to call it Frank Kits the Town, but then they saw the newspapers and thought Maniac sounded better. <laughs> Frankie's day out. <laughs> Freaky Frankie likes to stab. Um, <laughs> uh, that was the uh, that was the adult film parody of this movie. But anyway, um, Frank is essentially just kind of drifting through uh, drifting through life, constantly collecting more and more victims whom he brings back to his apartment. Uh, he scalps them and brings them back to his apartment, and he uh, he kind of makes these uh, living mannequins almost, where he brings the the piece of his mu- he brings them back to life through the uh, through his eyes at least with their with the scalps on them. Um, eventually, Frank is accosted by a uh, a, uh, a speeding child on a bicycle in the park and gets his picture taken by a uh, by a nice British woman whom he eventually uh, starts some kind of relationship with. It's kind of it's a little strange uh, how they get together. But um, through it's it's almost really bizarre because like once you see that this man who we've seen up to this point in this movie do crazy fucking horrible things to people. He's very charming and very charismatic and very uh, like, oh, yeah, he's a he's a big, goofy guy. But you know what? He still he knows how to lay it on thick at the Clams Casino, giving kisses <laughs> and telling you, hey, you're going to eat that Parmesan because I will. I'm a hole in here. Oh, my God. It just falls through. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he he eventually forms this relationship with a photographer uh, ultimately leading to 
him getting to his main prize of this woman who he's seen in a magazine before because he's very, very into the, the magazines and the models. Hence the mannequins, it seems. Uh, eventually, the movie kind of wraps everything up when Frank is taking out his, uh, his, his lady friend, the photographer, to uh, go see his mother at the graveyard. Uh, around the around the holidays because, uh, you know, he always wants to make sure she has nice flowers and things like that around this time of year. Um, Frank and his... Frank and his lady friend go there and this, this is kind of where Frank goes over the edge and really starts to... Any kind, any kind of time where he becomes semi uh, giving into the relationship or anything that could become semi-sexual, he kind of freaks out and becomes a, the maniac. Um, event, he goes on, he tries to kill, uh, Anna, I believe her name is, and eventually she gets away, ultimately leading Frank back to his apartment where his past sins come back to quote unquote, stab him in the stomach <laughs> or do they? <laughs> uh, and yeah, that, and then, you know, he's, uh, he's found and then the, the crappiest police work I've ever seen occurs and then, <laughs> yes. and then it's over. Well, um, <laughs> this guy couldn't have I'm done sorry. it. The maniac's yeah. alive. The... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, boys. I Move it along there, boy. Really talking to each other. Yeah. Oh, better listen to him. He's a police officer. Um, yeah, they, I glossed over this movie a lot, but it was pretty forgettable in my eyes besides the clam casino and the, uh, and the Tom Savini scene. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Tommy boy. Yeah. Oh, that, I had a splitting headache through that scene for some reason. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's maniac in a nutshell, so to speak. So let's get show. right down to it. <clears throat> Cammy and Kyle, what did you guys think about this movie? That was going to be my name for today, and I totally forgot until you said Clam Casino. <laughs> anyway, Cammie, what do you think of the movie? Oh, um, I uh, I would like to hear from you guys first. Oh. Well, I oh. did not like this at all. <laughs> I, I at no point found myself rooting for anybody. Frank is a crazy psycho, and we don't meet other characters enough for me to care about them. Anna has like 15 minutes of screen time. If her name is Anna, I really don't know. Jesus but Christ. now it's in my head. I'm going to call her Anna for the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah, she, she just has a weird non-sexual but committed relationship. I don't know what their relationship is, but it never gets defined well enough for me. There's it no way the she would date him. It was the late 70s, 80s, baby. Everyone was shagging. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sex with everyone. Come look at my mannequins. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, pretty much. Um... I totally thought his apartment was there. The the coolest thing I thought I thought his apartment was creepy. Other than like, uh, the mouth thing on the door. Yeah, like it was like a, it was like a paper mache mouth or something, and yeah. I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Um, but uh, uh, that that was dope. I thought I thought this movie got progressively. Uh, it was at first I was like, this sucks. This is really shitty. This is whatever. That's fine. That's better. And then this is okay. So that was like my progression of like watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Like by the time he comes into contact with um with Anna and 
from that point, that's definitely the turning point for me, at least, where I was like, okay, this isn't awful. And then the last probably 10 minutes are the best thing of this, of, of the best thing this movie has going for it. I would say just that last scene, yeah. the Revenge yeah. of the Mannequins is the only part I enjoy. The lazy police wins, too. <laughs> Those cops, Cammy. What, what was? Oh my god! Yeah, and Cammy, what did you think? Let's let's get a let's get some deets. <laughs> okay, first of all, I watched I watched this movie with Taylor, um, my boyfriend who was on our It episodes. If you're just tuning in and you don't know who Taylor is, um, I watched this with Taylor, and he had a couple things to say that I thought were really funny, and he might get mad that I'm sharing them, but I don't care. Um, uh -oh. Well, for, first of all, he said, wouldn't it be funny if that weird ass like mouth on the door was was on the, the apartment door on Friends? Like instead of, instead of frame. <laughs> oh, it was a per they were both purple doors. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Friends apartment. Like Frank eventually, like in, in the fifth season, Chandler turns around and is like, and what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that thing? Um, Could I be any more of a maniac? <laughs> <laughs> I <g> <laughs> Oh a maniac used to live in our apartment in the 80s. <laughs> I'm high on cocaine. Oh, he's better now. Leave him alone. They should have remade this movie with fucking Matthew Perry, and he would have got a fucking Oscar for it. Instead of Elijah Wood? Yes. Elijah Wood is too much of like a... I, I've never seen I, the 2012 one. I probably should have watched it for this episode. Uh, I think, but we're not I've talking about, about like a one. half an hour of it. It was not good. It was no. like they were trying to make it bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. okay. But then I'm like, oh, I saw the source material. So now I get it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, second thing that Taylor said, he was like, I want a mannequin. Where do I get a mannequin? And it was alarming. <laughs> um, but if he said that while he's stroking your hairline. <laughs> Oh my god, he did. <laughs> hey babe, you know where I can get a mannequin? Ooh, there it is. He could oh call it his little kamekin. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> no, thank I like you. That. Um okay, that being said, I actually kinda I liked this movie. No, no. I liked it. It's not a mother. Oh. It's not a mother. It's not even five Norman Bateses, but I I I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I knew what I was getting into. I knew what it was about. Um, I didn't expect it to turn into a full speed, like Dario Argento Italian giallo film um, at the end. I said that already earlier, but um, yes, you get that vibe from his apartment. It's really colorful and there's a lot going on. It feels mm -hmm. like Suspiria or like Deep Red or whatever. One of those, you know, Italian horror movies from like the 70s, 80s. Mamma mia. Dario Argento. Uh, I shouldn't even be saying this yet because this is not the fun facts portion. But Dario Argento's uh, wife was supposed to play Anna um, <gasps> and then didn't. What? So he, I think he was supposed to produce this movie. He was supposed to be like one of the executive producers or something. So, so yeah, no, you see a lot of Italian names in the credits for this movie. Tony Spaghetti. He did the music. <laughs> Tony Spaghetti. Yeah. But Mamma Mia and Papa Pia. And Papa Pia. <laughs> Especially Papa Pia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I, uh, I I liked it. It was creepy as fuck. It was more fun than Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, I think. I'll give it, it was yeah, still, I'll give it that. But it was still really unsettling. Like, that's fucked I, up. He's Henry, a scary Henry, Tony Clifton. Yeah. 
Yes, if Tony Clifton like had one too many scotch on the rocks and like had a had a fucking axe to grind, he would be he would be frank in this movie. But I I think that Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is definitely the more unsettling film, and this is just kind of like I don't it's almost I don't know it's like I couldn't believe believe uh, when he was acting. I don't know. When he was like alone in his apartment, I'm supposed to believe that this is how he's acting by himself. Yes. I just had a hard time with that. And uh, then, then the last thing I will say before we get into the fun facts is um, a mannequin ranges between um, 65 to $94 on Amazon.com. Male or female. Cool. Full sized or like handheld? Full size. Handheld mannequin? Well, like, I, I thought I saw a mannequin here, but like I'm pointing at Cammy's father's figurines. And like those would be handheld size mannequins, like for modeling small clothes for designs or something. Modeling baby clothes. No, these um, are like adult size, like people size. Yeah. Like eight like feet you tall. You could drill a hole in it and, and do something you shouldn't do with it. <laughs> I could draw a face oh, on it. No. And then I would have real parents. <laughs> Fill it with alcohol <laughs> and then put a straw in it. Ew. Oh, that I drink be... a people's worth of alcohol today. <laughs> what if yeah. someone had made a mannequin, carved out the chest cavity, put like a keg or a cooling system in there, and then just filled it with beer? Put a straw, not in the mouth, because that would be extra weird, but like uh, put a straw <laughs> no, protruding from mouth. it somewhere yeah. and just be Suck like, hey, guys, you want to drink my mannequin? <laughs> I did. Manatinis. <laughs> there was a time where where I was like super into the Pluto app on like uh, Roku and the Fire Stick. And that's like all yeah. like free. It's like replays of old TV shows and then just like some original content. Mm-hmm. Um one of the channels was like straight up just called THC where it was uh, people like it was just they would talk about weed and weed accessories. Um, <laughs> one one show that Jazz and I watched for a little bit was like, can it be a bong or or, or, will, or uh-huh. can it be co- something like that? And Put a bong they it's had like will to, it blend sort of. Yeah. So okay. like they had um, the first the first part of it was uh, they had to turn a cat tree into a bong. And okay. uh, the second part was they had to turn a mannequin into a bong. And uh, it was like a guy and a girl for that one. And the girl made it so like the only way you could like smoke out of the bong was like by like kissing the mannequin. And, <laughs> and then the guy made it so that like you had to suck on its nipple to like <laughs> smoke out of the bong. It was the funniest fucking thing. Like, oh, my That's God. Great. Like, I wish I wish uh, I wish them the best. I hope they're they're still making art. <laughs> I hope so too. I'm sure they yes. are. In this economy, how could no, how could they not have a market? I agree. I want to suck light? on a man and get high. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> good point, Cammy. What? Another good point. You know the website Anchor. It's a fantastic website for podcasters. It makes it easy to upload all your episodes. They give out sponsorships to just about anybody, so if you're just starting out, it's a great place to go. Even us? Especially us. Now back to the movie. What does that have to do with my recipe for beef stroganoff? I, I like that it's sort of a, it's a marriage between, like, a serial killer movie like Henry, or even, I guess, The Silence of the Lambs, not really, though, and, like, a slasher movie. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's insane, like a slasher movie, but also it's insane, cray cray. like a like a serial killer movie. It yeah. sort of blends the two in what I thought was an actually pretty okay way. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. So 
um yeah i got some fun facts if you guys want to yeah what are what are beaks I'm with those fun facts i i have beaks. oh my god i, I have i have facts. one too and, and i'm gonna see if you if you bring it up because i <gasps> i i found this was quite interesting i want to know it now you probably already know no, no, no. you go for it. Uh, i go I first you probably you might already have it yes okay. you go first um a lot of the women in this were porn actresses. Huh. Ooh. Yeah. Let's start out with that one. I need to watch. Um, Why because did I they didn't have much of, of a budget. This is a really low budget movie. Um, but this was also a Tom Savini joint. Tom Savini did the um, special effects for this. My, my ears perked up when I saw his name roll across yeah. the screen. And he's also in it. He's the guy Same. who gets shot in the mm-hmm. face. The um, best moment of the movie. Yeah. That <laughs> oh was disgusting. Oh my God. That was so crazy. So that, that mannequin that they shot. Um, was a mannequin of him that he had actually made for John of the Dead. Um, <gasps> and it had been beaten up mercilessly on that set. So um, he was like, okay, we're going to use this and we're going to destroy it because it's already almost destroyed <laughs> anyway. So it's aging for me. I have to destroy they it. He exploded it. And yeah, that that was gruesome. I loved it. I like the idea that Tom oh, Savini, baby. if you go to his house or possibly his mansion... He just has like a dozen mannequins of himself all around the place, and people <laughs> walk up like, like he's he turned around, they put their hand on his shoulder, like Tom, is that you? And then it falls off in a bloody mess, like oh my god, Tom! And then he walks around the corner, hello, wonderful guest, Tom, welcome to my yeah. house of horrors, yes, Tommy boy. Tom you just described like wife. what? Wasn't there like a scene in I Am Legend like that where he's just yelling at his mannequins, like yeah, Fuck! yeah, the one, the one, the the video store, yeah, the, oh yeah. Spoopy. He, he had to return some videotapes. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Chicken butt. What? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh, oh no. Um, the headless corpse mannequin at the end is the one that they used as uh, Mrs. Voorhees' headless corpse in Friday the 13th. Kill my mommy. Stop it. That's Betsy Palmer's body. <laughs> Yeah, because oh I guess Tom Savini brought that over, too, from because they came out the same year. Friday the 13th came oh. out in 1980. Um, so <laughs> I just... think he made this just on the tails of making um, Friday the 13th. Now I'm just imagining those in Hollywood. Hey guys, you want to see Mrs. Voorhees' head? <laughs> <laughs> Open your microwave. <laughs> oh. Ah! And I'm just imagining that in Hollywood there is a dumpster or just like a pile of mutilated mannequin corpses that people are like oh like we need one without a hand oh look at this one doesn't have a hand and they just take the body and throw <laughs> it in their movie that one's the hand dumpster you got forearms next to it and then you got kneecaps oh hollywood's a nightmare it's mannequin town usa i'm gonna do that to my yard for halloween <gasps> with real mannequins oh. or with like styrofoam mannequins right answer yeah <laughs> <laughs> foam rubber and latex um, this Ooh. this movie was never given a rating by the MPAA because they didn't submit it because they knew that it would get an X. So they just put it in theaters without going through <laughs> the MPAA. I feel like that's not how the system should work. Uh, no. Um, Only in the 80s, my friends. At the time, it was easier for unrated films to be shown in theaters um, over X-rated ones due to X-rated movies always being seen as um, pornographic. So, but this one's not pornographic, even with all the porn stars. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's not. Not a. There's. I think there's barely a titty in this film. There's. 
titties. There are some. Barely a there's titty. Like, there's like 1.5 titties. The opening scene, of course, was inspired by Jaws. You've got the couple on the beach, and you've got the POV mm-hmm. of the killer, which I got Jaws vibes, but I thought that was very interesting. I never thought about it like, oh, yeah, POV, beach, shark, maniac, potato, potato. I got some, to- I got like Zodiac killer uh, vibes from that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yes. I watched Zodiac last night. That's a good Ooh. one. Ooh. I like that movie. Was that the first time you've seen it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually. <gasps> Is that with, really? Jake uh-huh. Gyllenhaal? Yeah, and oh like my Mark God. Ruffalo. I fucking love that movie. Really good. Not many people have basements in California. I do. Okay, my funnest fact, I think. Oh, boy. Is that this movie apparently actually inspired the song Maniac, like the one from Flashdance by Michael Cimbella. Really? What? The original lyrics for that song were like way crazier. Like they were really violent. Like you could tell that it was inspired by a horror movie. I'm choking at women, women on the floor. They were like, change the lyrics. We're going to put it in Flashdance. Is what well, I think and happened. I'm killing them like I've never killed before. I think they yeah, should have changed yeah, Flashdance yeah. to fit the song. That would have really altered the tone of the movie. Propaniacs, propaniacs. <laughs> well, I know what we're going out with now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Excellent. Jared, what's your fun they fact? Oh, my fun. Okay. So, there is a scene where uh, I believe uh, where Frank is indeed. In, uh, I believe he's at the photo shoot or he's like, or he's about to go out to dinner with Anna. Yeah. And she's like looking at him and they're kind of, uh, talking about, I think she, um, I think she initiates some kind of like, let's go out or something. Mm-hmm. And then like, he kind of looks around for a minute and he's just like, you talking to me like straight out of taxi driver. Uh-huh. And I'm just like. Huh, this movie I feel like has a lot of parallels to Taxi Driver, but the fun fact that draws these two together is that uh, our main man here, uh, Unky Frank Zito, mm-hmm. Joe Spinell, excuse me, yeah. he was in the opening of Taxi Driver where he's assigning Robert De Niro his uh, uh, his uh, hours. He's basically wow. like interviewing Robert De Niro to work at the... Uh, um, to work as a cabbie and he's and they that's when they both find out yeah i was in name too and let's huh. kiss a little maybe not that is but, very uh, interesting i've never seen taxi driver you talking to me uh it's fine it's pretty <laughs> problematic now i don't know why but i really enjoyed that movie when i was like young young for me i think the reason i liked it so much was because like I was just fascinated with like, that's Robert De Niro. That was pretty much like my main fascination with like wow, that he's, he's, he's young and his, <laughs> and his mole. I bet he could so, do a thousand pushups. It's so delightful. Like he's like, cr- it's like creepy how skinny he is. And just like, he doesn't look like a real person yet, but like, yet. I don't know. Like that just Jasmine and I watched that movie probably like last October, like right after we saw Joker and oh, okay. uh because that's like because that's like what everyone was comparing joker to like that and like king of comedy and just like mm-hmm. yeah this isn't uh this this i mean it's a great film by for the for the time it came out in but it's not it's problematic now and that's what and that's mm-hmm. the point 
Because it's like, he's not a good person. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yeah, that's all I got to say about that. That's very interesting. Thank you. Thank you for the fun <laughs> facts, Garrett. <laughs> right back at, oh, thank you, Cammy, for your fun facts. You're now welcome. I think it's time for our audience at home to get involved. Tell them what they want, Kyle. An all-expense-paid vacation to Nome, Alaska, where you're going to fight polar bears. Gnome, sweet gnome. (laughs) Fun for the whole family. You'll be picking acorns out of your ass for six months. (laughs) It's a famous gnome tradition just to shove them up there. Oh, boy. All right. What's the next? The next portion of the show is uh, favorite scenes. and the audience. Talk to the audience. Oh, this is oh, we got caller number one, Steve, calling from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Steve? It's funny you say that because he did call two minutes ago and <laughs> he could have conversed them now in. during this recording <laughs> sesh. My dad really needs yeah, to talk me, to me. Yeah, it's me, Steve. Where's my sandwich? <laughs> I love my wife, Sandy, and my daughters, Emily and Cammy. We live What's at up, one, Steve? two, three. I, I texted. I t- okay, I texted my father. And I said, I'm recording. And he said, me too. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. He wanted to conference you in on his podcast. Oh my. Oh, it just, I hate it when the, I hate it when the schedules don't line up. That's not fair. Um, (laughs) We got to have him on here one of these days. I did promise him last October he could be on an episode. He should be. <laughs> he got me drunk at a party, and I didn't know what I was saying. He got you drunk at a party. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, he got me drunk. Anybody drunk getting Kyle. Kyle drunk at a party, Kyle's lying. Let's he say, got himself drunk. He got me drunk in the sense that he didn't stop me, in which case you're all <laughs> responsible. Oh, yeah. We're responsible for you drinking seven apple teenies in <laughs> one go. They're so good. They are good. But fa- I didn't know a man's mouth could get that wide, but, you know, you proved me wrong. I'm like a snake. I unhinge my jaw and just put it around all seven glasses. <laughs> well, I should have known something was up when you were in the corner, like, breathing heavily and, like, teeny powers activate. And I was like, uh-oh. I did a backflip after I said that, right? I remember doing a backflip. Into the window, the, yes. the- Teeny powers yes. form of the window a was open and he went out the window and then came back in through the front door. Form of Mary Lou Retton. But yeah, let's uh, right. let's talk about some of our favorite scenes in this film. Okay. All right, mind if I go first? Cammy, why don't you? Oh, Kyle you want to go first, Kyle? Go first. Yes, I just want to talk about the best scene. Okay, we've already mentioned it a okay, few times. Okay, go ahead. Uh oh. Tommy's big break. Uh, his scene in the car with the lady and the shotgun. Oof. I would say other than the the blowing the head blowing up, which is just beautiful. I also liked, it's a cliche when you like turn on the headlights and the killer's suddenly in front of you, mm-hmm. but I thought they did it really well in this one. I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And then he jumps onto the hood and just blows him away. Like that was uh, an aggressive move. I liked it. I was like, just totally. drive the car, start the car and go. Like, but no, no, no. You can't run over him yet. You don't know anything his about him. His head exploded. The way his head exploded was so disgusting. I loved it. I loved it. Someone just told him he could have had a V8. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, super cool. Here, take two Advil. You won't feel that pain. <laughs> I see something. No, let's get out of here. Somebody out there. There's somebody over there. I see somebody, somebody over there. Somebody there. Let's get my check. I want to go. I want to go home. Come on, let's go. There's somebody there. I know... Oh. 
like two avalanches kind of push him down his neck hole. <laughs> there you go. Oh my. Put some ice on it. Call me in the morning. Walk it off, Tommy boy. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so I had to rewind that part of the movie because I thought that um, I thought that uh, Tom Savini's mistress like survived that. Oh, for some I don't know for some reason yeah. I thought that she was one of the models later on. Oh, and that definitely not honestly probably would have been that. I mean, that would have been like genius if they had done that. But alas, yeah. What did you think of the scene, Cammy? The scene I thought was sick. I just I mean, I just said like sick or like sick both like (laughs) cool, sick and also disgusting, sick. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh This movie is horrific. And I I. I love how I, you, you know, the thing about this movie is that it it didn't like it was yucky like, but it didn't it, you know it almost gave me the same feeling as I may have said this in our last episode that um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer made me feel the way that Black Christmas did. Yes, I think I yes, said that. I remember you. This one, I remember, I remember this this one that. didn't quite make me feel as like hopeless and I have to take a showery like those did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Have you not showered since watching Maniac? Cammy? I have not. I I'm disgusting. You Thank you. I haven't showered since Sunday, and what day is this? I won't tell you, listener. Today's also Sunday, but in a separate month. <laughs> I appreciate that this movie was yucky, but it also didn't make me f- feel bad. Yeah. It was movie yucky. Okay. And I think the reason for that is that it sort of, it turns into like a, like a fantasy film at the end because you've mm-hmm. got him. Okay. First of all, he picks up Anna, right? He's like, Hey, do you want to go on a date with me? And she's like, huh. yeah. I'll be down in a minute. I don't know. I don't know why. She, I don't know why I gave her the voice of that little blue mouse from Cat Dog. <laughs> hey, Cat Dog. Yeah, yeah. I'll be down in ten. I just gotta put on some more eyeliner. Hold on. Um. So he picks her up. They go to the cemetery. Suddenly, it is nighttime. It is dark. Oh yeah. Which may might make sense, you know. But um, it just sort of took me out of it and i'm like what why is it dark out this is weird and so from then on from being in the cemetery he starts crying and then he tries to kill her because his (coughs) mother was horrific if you're a bad mom your kid's gonna become a serial killer that's it your boy is gonna become a serial killer i'm evidence of that (laughs) oh no edit that part out (laughs) I can't have the cops finding me again. <laughs> Don't, please. It was a long time ago, Frank. Rita knew. What do you mean? Rita knew. Mine forever. What are you talking about, Frank? Rita knew. Frank! Rita knew. This is me! Rita knew. Frank! Frank! Ah! Rita knew. I just imagine like a four-year-old Kyle where you're you're sitting down and your mom's like, my Kyle only wears blue jeans and polos, right, Kyle? 
And then you're like, yes, mummy. Yes. Blue jeans and polos. I Little wish Ki- you were dead. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Little Kyle, are you wearing a vest? What have I told you about vests? And then she beat me. A t-shirt. No wire hanger. An evening wear tuxedo at six. <laughs> Manners, Kyle. Apollo is good whenever, wherever. Whether it's fine dining or hanging out with the buds, Apollo fits all occasions. That tie won't do it all. You, I just imagine you going to like a wedding and like a polo with a tie, like your fucking Mac from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> Please do that. I imagine it's like I'm like uh, from Arrested Development and Never Nude, except instead of wearing cutoffs under my pants, I wear a polo under all my shirts. <laughs> An You're like wearing a polo. speedo and a polo at the beach, and just like <laughs> I am fully undressed. I can't take any more off than this, or mother will know. So, like, was was she a bad mom? I don't know how. What is up, spooky time faithful? This is one of your hosts, J Dog J Dizzle in the Hizzle. I'm here to tell you about a new little show we've got on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Spooky Time Podcast. That little show was called Jazz and Jay Are Fucking Cursed. Here's a little taste of what you've been missing. I think we need to drink more for it to resonate. Ding, ding. <laughs> well, we clinked our glasses and... Uh, Clink, clinker and the stinker. The ceremonial lighting of the torch. Lighting of the torch. <laughs> All right. Spooks on, bitches. All right, so let's dig in. <laughs> that We don't have bongs in this. I know. This that was memorial, my drink. That was my memorial drink. Room. I, I tricked you all. Jazz and Jay are fucking cursed. Our limited series taking a deep dive into the cursed films show on Shudder. Currently streaming all five parts available now. Patreon.com slash spooky time podcast. Give it a listen. Give it a like. Tell us what you think. Do you like these limited series? Do you like want more limited series? I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, More things coming. Enjoy. Why, yes, Jarrett. Yes, she was. She was not a not a good mom. You can hear um, some of his inner monologue. Oh, that's right. She put him in the closet. She would lock him in the closet, and I'm pretty sure she would just like. I think she had sex with lots of people, and whenever that happens... Um, Don't shame apparent, her. Apparently, mm-hmm. boys lose their minds whenever their mothers seemingly pay more attention to people that they're sleeping with than their own sons. Um, I thought they were jealous that their mom was getting more action than they were. <laughs> he was four. <laughs> I mean... Four is old enough I mean, to be alive, whoa. Kenny. Oh, Did he kill her? I, I think don't, he scalped her. I don't remember much of a backstory on why he's like this at all. I mean, glimpses like like the monologue where it's like, get in the closet, Frankie. Yeah. Or just, but I don't think we ever get a an origin for any of this, really. It no. just kind of happens. Um, I will I will say, though, well, I mean, when he, was, he is he was... having that flashback and you hear the little boy constantly, it's like over and over like, no, mommy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mommy. I spilled my martini. Like, it's just like the little Italian boy voice. It like totally when you say Tony Clifton. Now I'm just thinking of like a Vern Troyer, uh, Tony Clifton. And he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, mommy. Mommy, I'm so sorry. Oh, geez. I won't play the Burt Baccarat so loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I'm trying to remember if it was this one or maybe it was Henry, but there's a child speaking, like like in a flashback, and it's, the child is just reading lines like with no emotion or context. Like the mother says, like, "Oh, get in the closet." And the child's like, yeah. "No, mother, I don't want to movie. be in the closet." That was that was this. Yeah. Okay. That you was. Could tell weird. it was just a little kid. Pinch the kid to give him some stress in his voice. They're like, here, read yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. Um. So so that sort of uh, what I was saying earlier sort of brings me to. Um, that that final what ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whenever uh, starting at the cemetery, you got him with Anna. They're talking. He freaks out, tries to kill her. She runs away. They're running through this cemetery that frankly looks like a set. Frankly, yeah. Frankly, oh, yeah. Frank Zito Lee looks like a set. Um. <laughs> It looks like an Italian horror film. It's it suddenly turns into this like fantastical Suspiria type movie that I didn't really realize was going to happen. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've got that. You've got him, you know, getting back to his apartment, clouded by, you know, Mini- delusions. I was gonna say illusions. <laughs> Illusions, Michael. Illusions, Michael. <laughs> Tricks are what my mannequins do for money. <laughs> or cocaine. Uh, but yeah, and I, I, so that, that final scene where all the mannequins are like, we're going to kill you now. It's our turn. They kill him. Kill, kill, kill. Um, the cops walk in. They're like, well, and then they leave. Um, my shit. I'm, I'm, ass- I'm, assu- I'm assuming that like they know this guy is the killer. They can see the mannequins all over the place. I'm assuming the scalps are still attached. Um, they know that this guy is the killer, but they're also just assuming that he's he's dead, and he should be. Doesn't his eye open at the end? His eyes open at the very yeah, last second, and I was stupid. like, I was like, what's the point? Like, do something else. Like, do, if you're gonna do some sort of like weird jump scare, do do something else because. You're not getting a sequel. Thi- like, there's if, no going to be exactly. Maniac if two. you think about it, okay. First of all, he has bled out so much that it's not like he's gonna like garner up the strength to like take on these cops when they eventually walk back in after calling for backup, getting forensics out there. <laughs> like, we have a body. You know. Well, he does have a weapon to pull if he needs to. So he does, but like. <laughs> After losing that much blood, there's no way he has the strength to do that. I know a certain Dr. Loomis. He's he's a person, you know? He's not a... Yeah, he's not a Michael Myers type. Frank Zito is not Jason Voorhees. He's he's supposed to be a human. This is supposed to feel real. I mean, up until the very end, I guess. So I I think his eyes opening was just sort of supposed to be like a... A coked out studio. Like a gotcha. like, Like a sort of like hand coming out of the grave carry jason coming out of the the water at the end just a tiny little last scare um so i was like that's kind of lame but whatever everybody's safe now anybody but anyway part part of me wants to think that this movie was just like the cops came in with their guns drawn and they saw him dead and we're just like oh sorry uh wrong apartment and then they just (laughs) because they literally they just walk in 
there's no mute there's no dialogue there's no talking there's no nothing it's just music playing and then they just yeah. kind of look at everything and then they just back it up like it's fuck <laughs> like it's that homer simpson gif where he just like goes, goes back into the fucking bushes like yep. it was so silly um what well, I, I swear at one point one of the cops like taps his partner on the shoulder and like maybe points at a mannequin or points kind of at the camera the, co- the other cop doesn't look up they just both just turn around and leave after that it's like yeah <laughs> there was, was no effort shot. putting into those cops um yeah they're new that's York a cops. sign to they're get like, out eh, it was son of sam last year if i'm not busting the yeah. irish i don't care <laughs> oh christ oh no they had to take uh, an irish yeah so that was break. that was that was my favorite. The end was my favorite part. Um, I think it was the most mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I, but I, I did, overall, I did like the whole thing. And I didn't see that coming, so that was fun. Um, yeah. Jared, what was your favorite scene? Were you going to mention uh, that, too? I'm really sorry. I totally was. But I part uh, that no. you did not I – don't, I don't believe you brought this up. But I think um, I think I like the part the most uh, out of that kind of ending sequence from, like, the graveyard to the – to the grave, more or less. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I I think my favorite part is when it's like it's Anna. Eventually, we find like okay, so I don't know if it's if this is his motive, but like the reason he kind of gets closer to Anna is because I think he wants to kill a model he's like into. Um, and then he I event- don't know. I think he just wanted to fuck with her because she took a picture of him. I think he wanted to get close to her because. Maybe he wanted that photo back, or maybe it was just like him. I thought. It, I thought it was like because they have the conversation where he's talking about her photos, like, "Oh, you're doing what I'm doing, like you're capturing beauty and like keeping it forever." And he's trying to find oh, yeah. a sympathetic soul, and she kind of is, mostly not. And then he's trying to make a relationship with her, and then she's into it at times, but other times she's not. Mm-hmm. They really needed to take five minutes to show them just like making out or something, so I could tell what their relationship was. Yeah. I, I, I thought I it seemed to me that she was into him certainly but like it, it, there were there were times where it was like it, I mean by today's standard it didn't seem like a very like healthy relationship just because he he kind of seemed like he already had a uh like he had a chip on his shoulder from the get-go because they have like a weird kind of conversation at the at the the restaurant that they go to and how he's just like Oh yeah, you're gonna see me tomorrow or something, and then she's just like, maybe, maybe I'll do this, or just like, or how she's like, I gotta cut it and be a short night because we have to shoot like some more tonight, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I get it, yeah, you don't want to be seen with a guy like me, kabagaboo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did say he's that. I like, remember. He's like Vincenzo. <laughs> let's take this pizza. Let's take this pizza pie to go, and then the guy says, very good, sir. <laughs> I could love you. Just stop saying Gabenzo. <laughs> Do you think you can actually order a clam casino at that place? You get like a yes. little building full of clams. <laughs> a little and clam a little diorama. To pick them up. <laughs> well, then there's a tiny clam in the in the in the in the uh, the manager's office who's very concerned about all the germs on his clams and that he uh, <laughs> he does he doesn't want anyone to be touching him. Germs, filthy germs in my clams casino. <laughs> We'll get into the spruce clam. Hop in. Spruce clam. <laughs> Hop in. Um, but okay, oh, so that that's kind of it. It just seems like he was maybe a little more uh, organized than I maybe gave him credit for at first, or the film wanted me yeah. to believe that. Like he was going to find that model to fuck with Anna and then kill the model, and mm-hmm. then because uh, ultimately it's 
it's it it does seem like he is trying to make like a legitimate go at this relationship with with Anna and then he's just like Rita didn't mind. Rita didn't mind the friend who like straight yeah. up is like found dead and then they said he sent flowers to the to the funeral uh that day or something yeah, and just like that's fuck. Um but I think the best part is like where he kind of he he brings it up there's the chase ensues with him and Anna and then he mm-hmm. can't find her cuz she gets away mm-hmm. and uh then he's just like he finds himself like in front of his mother's grave and he's like uh, uh like crying like a little boy and mm-hmm. then his mom like a la like <gasps> yeah! I forgot that Friday oh the 13th comes out of the ground and tries to like pull him in and I'm like that was the that's where I was like this movie's okay Yeah, that was cool. I forgot. I totally forgot about that, and I don't know why. I did too. That was such a. It was. It was that, that adds was to like the whole my... like fantastical end of movie yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's His that's when into yeah that's when the is final. There yes, it is when it starts getting crazy, and then like uh, and then of course when he, he gets back to the apartment, and then he's like, in his uh. He's so far gone at this point, and then he imagines the mannequins are coming to life, and then he because he can't bear to to kill himself uh, through his eyes. He needs to imagine that all of his victims have come back uh, to life to yeah. fuck him up. Mm-hmm. So those are, yeah, that's pretty much the, what that was my takeaway from this film. The fact that he's obviously, he's the same person, but he's also two different people because you've got like when, when immediately after he kills, you know, the first girl that we see, he, th- he goes to the bathroom, throws up, and is, like, crying. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, he's like, he's like, why did you make me do it? You know, that's so... I'm a bad widow boy. It's so... It's almost... You, like, almost feel for him in that moment, in that scene right there. You're like, oh, God... Poor little crazy boy. Because it's a movie. So, I mean, so it's so much easier to sympathize with somebody who's like that when it's a fucking film. When it's not real, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, of course, later on, you know, it gets worse and worse and worse. Does and he... you're like, eh, fuck this guy, you know? Yeah, yeah totally, totally. I but think that's... that's the only kill where we see, we see regret in him, though. Because, like, Tom and his girlfriend, we never see him cry after that. When he's hunting down the nurse, like he's like smiling when he kills her and like washes the blood off. Yes. Like everyone after yeah. that is more like, oh, I'm all I'm all in on murder. I, now. I think yeah. that's I think that's it. We see him go from. Yeah, being. You basically just said it. <laughs> yeah. Hesitant to not confident, but enthusiastic. Yeah, we, enthusiastic. he goes from having remorse to like really having none. Um, Boo, Frank. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's called character development. Yes. <laughs> he, beco- he becomes more than one dimension. But do you guys think that this is um so so what do you where do you think he falls in his in his spree or over his crimes cuz when we go when we originally visit the apartment he has 
uh, I want to say only one mannequin in the apartment. In his in his bed, yeah. Yeah, and I'm and part of me. Okay, so what do you guys do? You guys think that that's his mother, or do you think that that is a uh, or just what? some random person? Like, and he just started this like killing. That's or what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, the first one was mom. I don't. I don't think that he killed his mom, unless they did bring that up, and I just can't. Fucking I remember. I wonder um, if she had her scalp in that, and when she came out of the uh, the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been something. Now, now I want to go back and watch. Now, it yeah, again. same. <laughs> oh shit. But um, I th- I think I don't know. Maybe he was kind of new to it. Well, I finding his I footing. The, well, I think no, the of first course mannequin it, wasn't his mom. I think the beach scene yeah i was gonna say the beach scene was first it was i mean it was partially a dream but then we also see the newspaper talking about a couple murdered on a beach yes so it was real so at the very least i think the beach couple is either first or very near the front you don't get a sense of learning the the girl at the beach because he like totally cut that one guy's head off with like piano wire holy shit yeah he did that was pretty cool um so the the girl the second girl that he killed the hooker obviously wasn't his first then hot pants but, um but he was still upset about it but you never get a sense that he's like a bumbling killer at the beginning it seems like every kill he's kind of just going through through what he knows is going to work yeah. kind of thing like he's not Ain't no freaking Ed out Kemper. when he Ain't kills no the hooker to run I don't know. <laughs> yes um but i say if he does have kills we didn't see there aren't many maybe two or three unseen kills okay I'm just wondering how how long. What's the time span on this movie? Is it like a week? Is it a month? A year? The the longest I would say for me, because he seems like he's always wearing like a like a a windbreaker slash like kind of puffier coat a little bit. So I'd say from like october to christmas at the very at the longest yeah because there's a couple sleeping on the beach in new york Mm -hmm. um it's probably yeah early october um september ish septi um yeah (laughs) so yeah maybe a few months wow i love figuring these things out together guys i'd say probably yeah two or three just because a, like the scenery doesn't change mm-hmm. much beyond like slightly thicker coats as time goes on. And there's talk about like like he's terrorizing the city, so he's gotta be, in my opinion, fairly active to terrorize yeah. the city. It's not one kill every two months. And That's they, true. And they do make a point of saying at one point, like, oh, the mayor authorizes a team of hundred and fifty detectives to find him. Yeah. So that's not something you can continue for He's got a year. what seven eight mannequins attacking him at the end Mm-hmm. something like that so that many kills in the span of a few months so maybe he did he had just started out i don't know what did do you think a- viewer yeah tell us tell us what you thought spooky time with k and j at gmail.com drop us a line what did you think of maniac i will say this uh i did think because okay in the apartment there were a whole fuck ton of dolls and then yes, there yes. was a um was a strange like painting thing with like a baby on it but the painting was painted over or the baby was painted over like with the rest of the painting 
Uh-huh. Born without a, and then nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and I born. What? What? It just said born without a, and then what? And then there was no fourth word. It was just born without a, and then nothing. Okay. Part of me thought that like that baby was gonna start like crying or something, like when all the other mannequins were oh, coming God. to life. And I'm just like, uh oh. I would have turned to the feed movie the off baby. right there. I want to see a porcelain baby like crawl down his throat during the murder at the end, just to help finish. Like a him fucking train spotting baby. Like, <laughs> no. go, like its fucking no. head goes Linda Blair yeah. and like no. difficult <laughs> to feed God. the baby. Ooh. Born without oh. a. So his real name is Frank. What? All right. So do you guys does do you guys have anything else you want to talk about this F-R-N-K. movie, or do we want to get straight into the uh, the rating system? Let's rate. I'm ready to rate. Rate this. Rat. Ready to rate, Kyle? What do you What are you thinking here? What are you rating this? All right. I'm gonna give it a one star. There was <gasps> roughly 15 minutes of this movie where I was watching with interest. One Norman. One yes, Norm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give this uh, 1.5 Normans. I thought I was going to be the lowest, but wow, Kyle really he uh, he did it. He he took it. He took it and he did it. I hit rock bottom, Gabby. baby. Yeah. Well, you could give it no Normans. No, that's not loud. It's a 1.75 one Normies. Cammy, <laughs> what did you give it? I'm going to give this one like four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like three and a half. Four. Let's keep her talking. We'll keep her whittling it down back to. Bones. I enjoyed yeah, this I... movie. Like even when there was dumb Two. stuff happening, there was something funny to say about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I was thoroughly entertained by this movie. I liked it more Ooh. than I think I expected to. I was less yucked out by it than I thought I would be. I was pleasantly okay. surprised. I think. So I'm gonna let's say three point eight. Normans. 3.8. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Well, what do you think? What's the rewatch value on this? Zero. I would I would rewatch this with somebody maybe who hasn't seen it before. I don't think I would gravitate toward it by myself. A second time? Okay. Okay. I, I kind of do want to watch it a second time now that we're mentioning all these things that maybe would warrant a second watch. Gotta figure um, out that. Yeah, I, want, I definitely on. want to see if Mother has her scalp in the, uh, in the, uh, in that scene. But, uh, until next time. <laughs> no mothers for this naughty boy. Um, but uh, yeah. Jarrett, speaking of mothers oh. real quick, um, last week we were guessing your score for uh, Henry. What would you have scored Henry? One out of five Normans. Kyle, do you need to tell right me you right. haven't listened to the to the newest episode of Spooky Time Presents? Henry, portrait okay. of a serial Henry, killer? Henry, Henry. I haven't gotten around to it. Work has been crazy. My internet went out today. Oh, that, that's <laughs> How dare you? That was me. That was me, you cheeky boy. You silly goose. Oh, oh my gosh. I like to um, pretend I'm you. I think I gave Henry 1.8. I liked Henry slightly more than this. Okay. 1.8? Good Jesus. I think we guessed you at 2.5. Maybe. Yeah, uh... because I gave it a 3 and you gave it a 2. Yeah. And so we put you in the middle at 2.5, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I gave it 1.8, and then I talked about celluloid film a lot, or uh, 16 <gasps> millimeter ah. film, because you guys were mil- like, I don't know what film <laughs> this is. And I was like, well, let me tell, <laughs> give you a little lesson about how the crystals work and how it exposes <laughs> the image to wow. the grain. Thank you, Jared. You're so smart. We will have to listen to it. 
No, you don't. It's okay. I just you, I started. The listening viewers to have it to listen to it, and I didn't it. finish it. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna chug through it. I'm gonna listen. I did some Ron Howard esque uh, Arrested Development uh, in in throw in. So <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes, oh my I God. did. Uh, you were Dan, like, I, I wonder if Jarrett did this, and it's just like he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic it's an ad for our past episode yeah watch guys we loved it oh i'm just realizing something what are you realizing kyle that we need to have a conversation about what next month is going to be they really didn't oh okay so let's uh let's plug it up before we get the fuck out of here tonight you can find me your boy j dog j dizzle in the hizzle fricka 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 um Uh, if you're new, if you're old, if you're staying the same, you can find me on Instagram at daddy underscore Dangerfield, daddy with an I underscore Dangerfield, because I get no respect, no regard, none, none, <laughs> none, none whatsoever. You can find me out on the Twitter at Jarrett underscore Miller. I've been tweeting a little bit more. Maybe if you're lucky, you can give me a like. Cabby, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Magic Ghost Baby. You can find me on Twitter at... Five goes west. Liar. <laughs> no. How dare. You can find me on Twitter at Crambly. Um, you can find us as a network on Instagram at Spooky Time Network. You can find us on Twitter at Spooky Time Net. You can find us on Facebook, if you so please, at uh, if you search Spooky Time Network. Uh, uh, yeah. Kaylee's not here. She's our producer. She uh, can be found anywhere on social media at Your Girl Cajun. Um, yeah. Kyle, where can we find you? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fievel Goes West, all one word, and Old Man Yells at Clouds underscores, respectively. Uh, if you want to donate, I'm just going to start putting everything at $100. When someone finally donates $100 to the Patreon, they're going to get like a fuckload of stuff. You're going to be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> if you donate $100 to the Patreon, I will watch not only Goodfellows, but Taxi Fellows. Driver as well. <laughs> I love it. A hundred bucks. Oh, it's going to be a Martin yes. score. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you're, that's not fair because you're going to really enjoy both of those movies. And then you're going to be like, wow, why aren't I doing a Martin Scorsese podcast? I I love that little Italian guy. I don't know that that is how I'll feel. I'm not a big fan of the gangster movies. Oh. But we'll see. Oh, we'll see after someone gives me like, $100. We'll see. They are like the gangster movies. Yeah, it's like they yeah. make Godfather look like, I don't know. The turd father. <laughs> Yeah, the gosh father, we'll say. <laughs> oh my gosh, father, what's happening? Gosh, sonny. <laughs> Forgive me, father, for I have sinned. Please make sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spooky time podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee at the Bucks, $5 or more gets you so much crapola. We got this, we got that, we got the other. Uh, rewatches, marathons. Started our Stranger Things rewatch show. Season one is going strong right now. We got episode one out right now. The Vanishing of Will Byers, hosted by our producer and featuring on this episode, at least, Cammie and myself. We're going to fluctuate that a little bit. But like I said, patreon.com slash spooky time podcast to get all of that fun content and more coming at you live from that site. Five dollars or more, people. And also, if you don't mind, if you could be so kind, give us a rating on on iTunes. Subscribe iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, 
whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And just know that we appreciate it. If you want to drop us a line, spooky time with K and J gmail.com, spooky time with K and J gmail.com. You just want to say hi. You just want to tell us how we're doing. Uh, yeah, that's all we got. We're, what, what are we watching next week, squad? Oh, we don't know. Oh, spooky yeah. Um, <laughs> next month is going to be Alfred Hitchcock month. So Yay. we're going to have to figure out what we want to talk about in that. It's a surprise. We've got one more for I thought we have one more for uh oh yeah, that's nope. right. That'll be a August 1st be a first. is the Saturday next month. Oh, shut the front door once uh once we know, you will know. So, until then. Goodbye. <laughs> Stay spooky. Uh, we'll see you at the Clam Casino. The yeah. The Clam Cam Casino. <gasps> Yeah, spread that clam and lick that pearl. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Golly. All right, bye. She's a maniac.